Thanks for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Hello everyone, I'm really pleased that you were able to join me today uh, for this devotional time. It's the first time I've ever recorded anything like this on video and may well be the last. So um, I hope you find it helpful. I hope you're coping well during this time of lockdown that we're in. I thought for our psalm today, I would look at Psalm 23. I recognise this is a a very familiar psalm to most of you, but it's a very precious one. And I'm just going to read it through first and then take it line by line. So the psalm begins, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for anything. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his own name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. You prepare for me a table in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a beautiful psalm written by David which describes the amazing relationship we have with the Lord. It starts off at the beginning of the psalm talking about the shepherd and the sheep and later on in the psalm it talks about God as our host and us as his guests. So first of all, the shepherd and the sheep. Just think about that first line. The Lord is my shepherd. I will lack for nothing. I'm just thinking it's amazing. This is the Lord we're talking about as our shepherd. He, the great creator of heaven and earth, the one who knows all things, the one who has all power. He offers to be our shepherd, our guide throughout our lives. What an amazing thing. And and also that because he is our shepherd, we will lack for nothing. Sometimes we can worry that the Lord might hold out on us or that he might only give begrudgingly to us. But the Bible says, it assures us this verse, that because we are his sheep, that he will provide us with all the good things that we need, whether spiritual, emotional or material. And as Psalm 84 says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly before him. So we can be confident in his provision for us. It then goes on to say, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And this verse talks of the green pastures green pastures which speak to me of rest. It talks about quiet waters which speak of refreshment and then it says he restores my soul which speaks of restoration. So here in this verse the Lord is offering us rest, refreshment and restoration. 
And these are very important things to have in a fast paced world full of anxiety at the moment. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and you will find rest for your soul. You know, when I when Jesus talks about rest, I don't think he just means putting your feet up. It's a way of being in this world. It's not something you do or don't do. It's a spirit of restfulness that we can have through living in our Father's loving presence all day long. It's about being present to the moment rather than hurrying, a life of hurry and anxiety. It's about enjoyment and gratitude for, for the life that we have rather than envy over what somebody else has. It's about contentment for your life as it is rather than the nagging sense of always needing something more and something being out of reach. It's about living and working from an identity that's grounded in the Father's love rather than because you're worrying about what other people think of you. It's a life of trust in God rather than a life of anxiety and fear. And this is what God is offering us as we follow him, our shepherd. It says he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I believe that as we follow him, the Lord shows us how to live in a way that honours him most. That's what the verse means. And then it goes on to talk about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And the shadow of death is a place of where our minds can be filled with anxiety and dread. And I think this phrase refers not only to death itself, but also to other times of crisis in our lives when we feel like we're walking through a dark valley and we're afraid. And I think it's interesting at this point in the psalm, up until this point, David has spoken about God as he. He is my shepherd. He leads me. When he gets to this point, he says, you, you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. He starts speaking about God using a personal pronoun. And I think it is during difficult times in our lives. And some of you may be going through difficult times now during this period of lockdown that we learn that God is really with us. And sometimes we have to go through difficult times to learn this. I was listening to um, some of the Spring Harvest online messages. And I was listening to one by Malcolm uh, Duncan. He, he talks on the subject of bereavement. Uh, his, sermon, his seminar was entitled Good Grief. And he makes an interesting point there. Um, he is talking about Jesus dying on the cross and he mentions two passages from different gospels where Jesus is dying on the cross and they both although they're in different gospels they both happen about the same time when the darkness covers the earth and Jesus is hanging there and dying and the first is Matthew 27 verse 45 where Jesus cries my God my God why have you forsaken me and the second passage, talking about the same moment, is in Luke 23:44, where he says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And these two passages talking about the same moment, and we have Jesus crying two different things. And he's, he said it's possible, his point was, it's possible in the valley of grief to feel both heartbroken 
and abandoned where you're crying to God, why did this have to happen? Why did you allow this? Why? And also at the same time, calling out to God in trust, my God, into your hands, I commend, commend my spirit. He said it's possible that we can have faith with tears in our eyes. So the valley of the shadow can be a place of encounter, but it's a valley that we journey through. And the important thing to remember is that God is with us and ultimately that we need to lean into him and not away from him. So we've looked at the Lord being our shepherd and then the second half of the psalm talks about the host and his guest. And here it says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And, you know, this speaks or refers to the Bedouin custom. If you were invited as a guest inside a Bedouin tent, then you would be assured that of hospitality and protection and provision that you would be treated as an honoured guest. And here it's talking about the Lord really being the host and us being his honoured guests, enjoying his friendship, his protection, his provision. It says our heads are anointed with oil and anointing somebody's head with oil in those days meant treating them with respect. It was a sign of respect. If you remember when Jesus went into the Pharisee's house and Mary was washing his feet and anointing them. And Jesus spoke to the Pharisee who was criticizing her and said, when I came into your house, you didn't anoint me with oil. So that was a common practice. It was a way of showing respect. And God anoints us with oil. He treats us as his guests. He treats us with great respect. He gives us honor and respect. And then it says our cups overflow. Again, speaking of God's great generosity, there's a verse in the Bible that I love where it talks about um, shaken together and pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. And, you know, sometimes people have this idea of God that he's uh, nit, uh, nitpicking, beggarly, miserly, pinching sort of God, but nothing could be further from the truth. You know, you only have to read the Gospels, the number of times Jesus talks about banquets. And his banner over us is love and he draws us into his banqueting house. He's a God of great liberality and generosity. And then finally, it says, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And again, this is an encouragement to us. God's goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We can expect to meet them everywhere. If you're looking over your shoulder, what, wondering what is coming up behind you, then it's God's goodness and kindness. And if you approach a situation where you can't see much goodness in that situation, then be assured that God is coming up with the goodness and the mercy that you need all the days of your life. It's what you can expect to see. And then the final verse says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the best bit, really, because up till now, I've been talking as though we were a guest in God's house. And you can be a friend who stays overnight or a guest in somebody's house. But that's not what God, that's not the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father. We are part of his family and we we have full fridge rights. We have the right to be part of his household forever. You remember the story of the prodigal son and where the father said to the older son, all that I have is yours. 
all that is in the Father's house is ours, and we are invited to be permanent lodgers in his house forever. So I just hope um, that has been an encouragement to you. Thank you. Bye-bye.